Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, it looks like your boy is back, Rick. John Gruden back. Not with the Bucks, though. Should the Bucks be offended? Should they be happy? That and look at a guy who is still the coach of the Bucks. All that on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Everybody, Tom Jones, Rick Schrott, Tampa Bay Times. Our producer is Steve Verstick. And Rick, it's looking a lot more and more like John Gruden will return to the NFL as coach of the Oakland Raiders. And if that's true, and it looks like it is, Tell me why Bucks fans shouldn't be upset about this. Did he just screw over the Bucks to go to Oakland? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think whatever he's doing is in his best interest, which is what I would do if I were John Gruden. <laughs> um, but John, you know, John gave this organization a, a Super Bowl championship, and he was here six years. And uh, after that Super Bowl, things didn't go as well as everybody wants to romanticize about them. I still think he's going to bring energy and all those things that John brings to the Oakland Raiders, um, which is an organization, by the way, that didn't fire him. They traded him. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Um, But look, I've asked around. Somewhere in here is the truth. I I, I think, you know, on the one hand, the Glazers would have been maybe, you know, committing malpractice if, if they found out that John wanted to coach again and didn't have a discussion at some level. Um, and yet I think John handles these things pretty personal. I think he keeps them to himself. And when I say that, I mean, I don't even know that the agent is involved all the time. It sounds like he met with Mark Davis, uh, who is the principal owner of the Raiders and the son of Al Davis that traded him. Mark has, you know, probably kept abreast of what John wanted to do for years Whatever that led to, I mean, John has leverage over everybody. I mean, he's been sort of the, the you know, the the unicorn uh, that everybody wants to get out of the booth and, and coach their team, whether it's college or pro. We've talked about this. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the Bucks have already paid him not to coach. Um, I, I don't know in the end if it was control. I've been told, this is what I've been told, that it wasn't about money. You know, the Glazers have lots and lots of money. And they're this ownership coach. thing, is there nothing to this or whatever? There's like nothing it? to it, according to Gruden. Uh, Gruden has come out and says he appreciates the reports, but that they're totally false. That, and that report was that the Oakland Raiders had offered him uh, my, That's right. some sort of stake in the some team. Some sort of share of the ownership, which would have right. to be approved by the other uh, 31 owners, and uh, twenty, I think 24 of them would have to say yes. And I can't imagine this, you know, and being an owner in the NFL – setting this precedent though whereby you know a coach's compensation package would include ownership would be a slippery slope you'd never want to go down so uh john was vehement uh today when he was talking to uh, uh you know the the uh, golik and wingo show and said that uh, that that never happened there was no truth to it none so i believe i gotta take him at his word with that yeah so if it's not if it wasn't about finances in total and let's just assume they that he's going to make ten million and they don't want to pay him that or maybe been down that road, then you have to say, well, well what else would he have asked for? Total control more than likely mm-hmm. um, they have a GM um, you know they know John you know would want to probably bring in his own that didn't work so well the last time with Bruce Allen 
Um, you just don't know what factors there might have been. And this is if, if those discussions even got that far. I mean, like I said, you know, representatives of Gruden's and the Bucks have, have told me that, that this job, they did not have a discussion. Now, I don't know what that means. I, I would think you'd have to have one when you're sitting here with a coach that was 4-11. and 11. But something happened on Friday where there was a discussion, whether it was because John reached an agreement with the Raiders um, and they got wind of that or not. But there became a, a point on Friday where the Glazers talked to Jason Light and said, where are we? What do we want to do? And everything kept coming back to Dirk, and that's when they decided to let him know he was back in 2018. So we may never know. It may leak out, trickle out, you know, in time. But I, I have to believe that, you know, there were two places, and we said this all along, that John loved and would consider wanted to come back, and they, they, he was emotionally attached to the Buccaneers because it's his home, because he worked there, because he won a Super Bowl there, and the Raiders um, because that's also where he had a lot of success coaching. I could see three scenarios, Rick, and I'm again. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know yeah. anything. You're you're a lot more connected to this than I, than I am. There's three scenarios. One is that they never even contacted John Gruden. They they considered all their options and said, "Hey, maybe we're better off with Dirk Cutter." And we'll get into why they may have decided that in just a yep. minute. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, okay, they reached out to John Gruden and realized that okay, he's asking for too much money, and they just couldn't come to some sort of agreement that it wasn't going to whatever he asked for, like you just mentioned, whether it was total, total control, compensation, financial, control, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that that wasn't going to jibe with whatever the Glazers wanted to do. That's the other. The third scenario is that they might have reached out to him and said, "Are you interested in coaching the Tampa Bay Bucks?" And he said, "You have a coach right now. If he gets to a point where you don't have a coach." Then I'll sit and talk to you. But until then, I don't. I can't. I'm not going to do that to Dirk Cutter. Now I don't know that these any of these things happen. But that's a scenario too that could have happened where he felt like, hey, you don't have a coach. Now I'm not so naive to think that there aren't conversations going on even while people have jobs. You covered one of those situations where Tony Dungy was still the head coach, and they were they had basically a deal done with brought with uh, Bill Parcells, and and then that whole thing fell apart. But as far as Rick is, let's get back to that first scenario where. They they never really contacted John Gruden, or there was never a conversation, which I I find it hard to believe that would happen. So you used the word the malpractice. I would yeah negligence, whatever whatever you want to yeah. phrase it. You have to at least explore your options, and if and if you got a Super Bowl winning coach right down the street, and you don't at least explore it, then then you're not doing your job as owners. But Rick, could there be what reasons might there be? And I can think of one that they would not want to bring in a guy like John Gruden and stick with Dirk Cutter is that they're not that confident that that maybe next season's going to start off all that well, particularly if you don't have Jameis as your quarterback. Well, and because that might have been... Because he would be suspended, yeah. Yeah, and that could be a concern of John's, too. You know, I mean, um, you know, I take the job and there's all this hype and then I find out that, you know, the quarterback's not going to be here. Um, that that would be a concern, you know. I, I Again, we're, you know... There's also this this feeling that you know is it is it remotely possible <laughs> that you know even though they have endearing thoughts about Gruden and from from a historic standpoint and from you know like they talk about those times themselves as if it were Camelot. Camelot. I mean, they won the Super Bowl and he <laughs> did an amazing job. But can you go back there? In other words, right as an ownership. You know, is it is it something that you really believe can work again? You know, and, and you're basically asking him to do what he did 10 years ago. Um, come into a program that's got some pieces, totally different situation. You don't have a, you know, a Super Bowl caliber defense by any means. Um, 
you got a young quarterback, but he's not a rookie, but yet he's still, you know, wobbly. You got a lot of needs. And, and oh, by the way, you might not have that guy for the first three weeks, you know, and he, and he wants total control and he's going to want to spend a lot of money on free agency, which, you know, you haven't had a great experience with. Maybe you like Jason Light. I mean, to the point where at least you've got one more year under contract with him. I mean, all these things could have been a family discussion where it's like, you know, those times were great. Let's, I want to have good memories about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how could we fire this guy twice, you know, right. if, if we come back and, and, and he coaches here? Let's think, let's think, well, what happens? What's the worst case scenario? If it doesn't work out, we're now firing a guy who's in the ring of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That we've, you know, we had the big ceremony and the flyover and the whole deal. And now it's like, uh, well, we don't love you anymore. We're replacing you. So all these things would have had to have been talked about. And yet I still believe that the timing of this, the announcement on Friday, or not an announcement, but, you know, essentially their you decision. You broke the to, story. Yeah, the decision. I broke the story, but they the went cutters. and told Dirk. So that's yeah. really what, that's why the story was broken right. is that, you know, and I'm not giving up sources here, but like they, you know, when you walk into a coach's office and say, <laughs> hey, you're back for 2018, then it becomes news. And so they, you know, the timing of doing that, uh, and then shortly thereafter, it becoming uh, reported that, well, you know, Gruden is going to be the next. I mean, hell, Jack Del Rio is the first coach I can remember that announced his own firing after a game. This right. man couldn't even make it to the podium before they told him he was fired and he had to li- a- announce his own firing. Right. So clearly Mark Davis doesn't fire Jack Del Rio, who did a damn good job up until last year when he, fi- when he got rid of Bill Musgrave and the quarterback fell down that, you know, that you wouldn't have a deal or pretty damn close to a deal done with John Gruden before you would get let Jack Del Rio out of the building. So I think that that it's a weekend thing, that something was agreed to, to upon, the parameters, whatever, and all that we're waiting for now is for you know them to satisfy the requirements of the Rooney Rule, which means you have to hire, uh, interview a minority candidate. And uh, you know John was on and saying, you know, I don't know, you know I'm sure... Mark will announce it when he's ready, and we'll all find out because they're still talking to people, whatever. But we know this thing is done, and 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 I guess in time, you know, sort of like the Parcells thing, if you recall, uh, when I wrote a story years ago about how you know they had all but an agreement with Bill Parcells before Tony Dungy coached his last game, um, it all fell apart, and everybody was like, no, 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 that never happened. No, what agreement? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, then yeah, a year yeah. later, when the Dallas Cowboys signed Bill Parcells. The Glazers ran out with a contract signed by Bill Parcells <laughs> and said, "Hey, we want draft picks for 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 from Dallas for this, you know, for him to sign there." So yeah. it may take a while, but eventually we'll find out just what level of interest there was. Could have been this too, Rick. And here's another scenario that could have happened: that where the great Glazers reached out to John Gruden and he considered it, and, and and the job could have been his if he wanted. He maybe he said, "Look, I want this amount of money, and I want if I do this, I want this kind of money and this kind of control." And ultimately, though, and the Glazer said, okay, yeah, fine, whatever you want. We'll give you whatever you want. Could it have been that John Gruden for, for looked at this and said, you know what? On one hand, I don't know that I want to go home again. I mean, mm-hmm. I left here. I know they fired me, and I know it ended sourly, but I, I, wanna, I just went into the ring of honor. I'm a Super Bowl-winning coach. Anything I go back and do, I can't duplicate unless I win another one, and then another one on top of that. You know, you don't almost have to win two. Or, and also at the same time, look and say, you know what? I don't know that I like their situation. I don't know that I like where they are right now. I don't know that I like Jameis Winston. Maybe I like Derek Carr better. If you had your choice, could it have been, Rick, 
that he looked and had he had his option. I could go to the Raiders, I could go to the the Bucks, and I kind of like the Raiders situation for a variety of reasons, including legacy that I don't have to repeat what I did before, and I like the quarterback a little bit better in Oakland. All of that's possible. I mean, you know, I think they're both pretty good quarterbacks, and 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 I'm sure maybe he has a preference one over the other. I, I don't know that that would be the final decision. He was going to go someplace. Um, and maybe that's why he waited for those organizations to get "quote unquote" franchise quarterbacks. Um, and and you know, look, I I think the Raiders are a hell of a lot closer to winning that division than the Bucks are winning the NFC South. I mean, let's not you know let's not kid ourselves. I mean, a year ago, Oakland, if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, then there's a good likelihood that they are you know going to plow through the playoffs and and maybe get to a Super Bowl. So they they did fall back this year, but I mean, if you just look at where the two teams are right now. Um, there's a lot more to do. You know, John, to me, John is sort of the over-the-top guy. You know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't strike me as the guy that, that's going to sit there and wait for a rebuilding process. And, and you, can, you can say what you want about where the Bucks should be after four years under Jason Light. There are some nice pieces, but anytime you change coaches, there's going to be some turnover. I think the Raiders seem to me, at least, to be a lot closer to winning. Uh, than the Bucks are. Oh, they're they're absolutely a lot closer. Not that this means anything. I actually picked the Raiders to go to the Super Bowl this year. I'm stunned at the type of season that they had. I know Derek Carr. Derek Carr got hurt partway through the season, and they just they never seemed. Well. No, he just never seemed to be on track after that, and they weren't. But I agree with you. They're a lot. They're a lot closer than uh, than the Bucks are at this point. We'll get into Dirk Hutter in just a minute, Rick. But I want to go over some of these other coaching openings with you, and let's just go through them. There's five other openings. We're assuming that Gruden's going to get the Oakland job. There's five other. Uh, openings at the moment, and you tell me what kind of job you think it is. And starting off with the Chicago Bears, they fired John Fox after a couple of years there. They got Mitch Trubinsky. Mitch Trubinsky. I mean, not a not not a bad quarterback. Looks like he has a little bit of promise. Uh, you you know that you follow the Bears a little bit closer than I do. Is this a good job? Um. Well, let me preface this with saying they're all one of thirty-two. Um, right. You know, there, there's there's history in Chicago. I'm not sure. I was surprised they kept they kept their GM. Um, you know, I, he hired Fox. I don't think he's done a very good job. Um, so you're going to have to accept working with him, and he hasn't shown a great um, skill for for building rebuilding that team. I mean, John Fox is a good coach. They couldn't get the quarterback position right, so they are they're all in on Trubisky. But the same GM is the guy that signed Mike Glennon to an enormous contract <laughs> and was he was going to be their starter. And I recognize again that happened before the draft, okay? Um so well, but then they draft the guy and John Fox apparently didn't know anything about it. You know, that's yeah, another and then, thing. Like, they traded a lot of assets to move up to draft him too. So right. I mean these these are all these would be the questions I'd have is that, you know, the McCaskey family seems to be all in with this guy. He just signed him to an extension. So I think the GM is a situation. I mean they can run the ball. They're 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 in a tough division. I mean Minnesota now suddenly is is on top, and we know that Aaron Rodgers, if he's healthy, is always going to keep Green Bay in the mix. And so, um, you know, you're, you're, you got a competitive division. But I, I think it's a good job um, from the standpoint that if you believe in the quarterback, um, we've seen what can happen and with the Rams, for example, uh, when a guy goes through his first year and comes back with the right coach in the second year. Uh, the, all the openings out there, Rick, this one I Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think is the best because of the quarterback situation, if that's all that matters to you. Certainly there's a lot more goes into it, but you got to have a good quarterback if you're going to be successful in this league. I like the Detroit Lions opening because of Matt Stafford. Now, I don't know how everybody feels. I don't even know how you feel about Matt Stafford. I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. I like him a lot. Uh, of all the jobs open, Bears, Lions, Cardinals, Giants, Colts, and we'll get to the Colts in a minute and the Andrew Luck situation. I like Matt Stafford the best. Now, it's a tough division, as you just mentioned. It's hard to win there but with, with Minnesota coming on now, and obviously Green Bay is really good. Um, but I like Matt Stafford enough that I would say that, that if I had my choice, I think I would go with Detroit. That would be, as a coach, I, that's who I'd want. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's, it, you're going to have to win right away. Um, that's in their, their position to do that. It, um, you know, I'll say this about Detroit. Uh, it may be your last head coaching job because <laughs> I don't believe there's been a head coach that's been fired from there that's ever gotten another job. That's true. That's Although Jim truth. Swartz got a chance, got a, got a shot. He has a chance now. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, pretty good GM. I mean, I, you know, he did not, he did not hire Caldwell. They did sign him to a one-year extension, which, you know, in retrospect, they didn't get over the hump. They didn't get in the playoffs. And I like Jim. Um, I think he does a good job, but, you know, um, they moved on. So um, that that's probably the, the biggest ready-to-win job. And yet, you know, they don't have a great history there. You know, it's no. not it, – I mean, you're still, you're still trying to make history with the Detroit Lions. And sometimes, you know, the culture of things being what they are, um, maybe, maybe you would shy away from that if you had other opportunities. I don't know. Here's the worst job out there, Rick, in my opinion, the Arizona Cardinals, and that's because I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Now you can maybe start over and figure out who your quarterback's going to be. That's what you're going to do, clean, yeah. Yeah, clean slate, because Carson Palmer just announced his retirement. And I, mm. even even if he had come back, you know, he he's pretty yeah. much done. He was done anyway. I like so that I get job. That, oh, really? Because of the clean yeah. slate aspect of it? Yeah, and just and just I like Steve Kime. I think their GM's really good. I think the Bidwell uh, family, you know, the, the, the sons have, have sort of handed that over and, and you know, good facility um it's a transient fan base much like tampa but you know larry fitzgerald i don't know if he's going to play again or not but they get some nice pieces on defense they're not that far away in that division from winning um i know the rams kind of you know took off but san francisco is getting better with garoppolo so you're gonna have to have a quarterback um but arizona would intrigue me a little bit i I think it's a good organization all of a sudden never was um until recently but i i think it is now Here's the job, the New York Giants job, Rick. I don't know what to make of this because it's a high-profile job. It's great. You're talking about one of the great franchises in NFL history, great tradition, big mm-hmm. media market, lots of, you know, lots of attention, lots of eyes on you. Comes with a lot of pressure as well. And my problem with this job is there's still a serious quarterback issue here because I think Eli Manning's no longer the guy to lead that franchise. And we saw what happened when the last guy tried to make the transition away from Eli. It's not going to be easy. Whoever you know, whoever takes over is going to have he's going to have to be the guy that says it's time to move on from Eli. Now maybe else somebody else can be the bad guy here. Yeah. But again, you're starting over. Uh, I don't know who your quarterback is. It's probably going to be uh, Eli for now. Um, mm-hmm. I, boy, I, this is a job that seems like a hornet's nest to me. Well, except that it's one of those organizations that's fairly stable, and they're probably going to great look owners. In, I mean, great ownership. Dave, yeah. Yeah, Dave Gettleman, you know, worked for the Giants before, so that's why the Mars hired him and you know he's got um a pretty good handle on where they're at i i think they could turn it into 
uh, Tom a situation that they had in Green Bay with Brett Favre with the last couple of years and draft a young quarterback without the pressure to play him. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, the problem is when you move on from, you know, Eli Manning, you can't be to Geno Smith. I mean, that, that was the whole, you know, that didn't make any sense at all. And, and how if you they draft somebody yeah. and you don't feel the pressure to play him right away, uh, yeah, eventually the, the cries will be for him to, you know, to go out there. But I, I still think Eli, with the right pieces around him, um, you know, can be functional in that division and, and maybe even win it. So, um, you know, I I can I tend to think that that's a that's a pretty good situation there, just from a stability of ownership. I mean, that's what you look at. You want to look at stability of ownership, winning tradition, quarterback situation. You kind of have the best of both worlds. Eli's not going to make waves if and when the time comes that you got to move on from him. Uh, and I still think he has enough juice to, uh, you know, with the right guys around him. And men, they're going to get Beckham back. They got to decide what to do with him. They've got some good skill players. They had a hell of a defense a year ago. Um, so I, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good situation. What do you make when you talk about ownership and you talk about quarterback situation? That that leads us to the other team that has an opening right now, which is the Indianapolis Colts. Ursay's their owner. Eh, I don't know how I feel about him. Um, but I mean, I think the coaches who work for him don't seem to mind him. Um, Andrew Luck, I just don't know what the future holds for Andrew Luck. I assume at some point he's going to come back and play football, but it's been a while now. Um, I mean, obviously, if if I'm, it's one of thirty-two jobs, so you take that job. I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about this job. It could turn out to be really good if Andrew Luck's okay, but if he's not, yeah, I don't know that it's any good. This is a big gamble here. Um, you don't know what you're getting in Andrew Luck, and that's the biggest thing. You, you know, you don't know, and without knowing that, I mean, you know. A couple of years ago, if it was minor surgery or mi- minor this or that, you'd, you'd be all in on Andrew Luck because he looked like the next big thing. But, you know, the situation now, this is not a team that has a lot of pieces around it. Um, you know, they took their lumps because they, they knew they weren't going to have the quarterback. So I – and I'm not sure about the owner either. I mean, look, he's got personal issues. Um, he's He's kind of wanting to be a little bit of a Jerry Jones type, which I'm not sure he's capable of. So – yeah, I Indianapolis to me is can go either way, like you said. But I, if I have my choices, I tend to I tend to shy away from that situation right now. Too many questions. Is there? Uh, we'll get we'll get to Cincinnati here in just a second. I want to ask you about that. Is there any coach out there? You know, every year there seems to be a surprise. There was a guy, and I don't know if Caldwell was that big of a surprise. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a winning. Hadn't been overall. one yet to me. I was wondering Del, Del if there Rio. Was... If you're going to say, you know, that if you didn't yeah. know Gruden was available. You would have said Del Rio. Is there anybody else out there? The only guy that, that pops into my head is maybe I wonder if Baltimore's having any discussions yeah, about Yeah, I was going to say, to me, if there's going to be a late one that's going to that's gonna raise some eyebrows, but in retrospect, it makes sense, it's that one. It's John Harbaugh. I mean, they you know, were picked to win the division um, by many. They had everything, every advantage. You know, Cincinnati, a team circling the drain in their home. Um, they just had to finish. And they couldn't do it, and it was embarrassing. And so, you know, he's had a long tenure there. He's had a long run, and you just don't know. I mean, the ownership's pretty been pretty solid behind him, but it would not shock me. Although we're not, we're now what T minus almost, you know, three days after the season, and you know, but sometimes you know, I've seen coaches get fired like Gruden three weeks after the season. So that right. that's one I think I think that I would kind of watch. Uh, and wouldn't be entirely surprised if uh, something happened with Harbaugh. 
from a national perspective, Rick, there are two coaches who are coming back uh, that I think a lot of people are surprised are coming back. One's in Cincinnati. They're not making a change. Marvin Lewis is coming back for, what, his 83rd season, it feels like. His Something like that. Cincinnati. He had two straight losing seasons, but to his credit, I think they made the playoffs, like, I want to say five seasons in a row. Six times. That. They yeah. made it six overall, yeah. Yeah. and like Never won a playoff game, by Never the way. won a playoff game. Yet. Still young guy. Still only 59. He feels like he's so much older than that, but still 59-year-old. Were you surprised that they brought him back? Yeah. I was only because, and I like, I mean, from what I know about Marvin, I like him. Hell, he almost got coached here. But um, to me, to me, it seems like that, that organization needs some new energy. And I thought, you know, if something had happened, and it might be as simple as this. I mean, sometimes you don't know what the big plan is. Um, but I think that's an organization that really wanted Jay Gruden. Unfortunately, Jay Gruden is getting another year in Washington. So maybe Jay staying in Washington for another year bought Marvin an extra year. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Maybe the ownership no, saying, sure. hey, you know, if, if, if we do this next year and Jay Gruden's available, that's the guy we really want. So all things, we're not ready to win or we don't know that we can do better. I mean, you come in, you know, and, you know, also the Brown family has always been kind of strange um, in terms of, you know, how much money they're going to pay people and how much control they're going to give them. So, um, yeah, it was it was a surprise just because there seemed to be so much talk about him stepping voluntarily. Right. Stepping aside, and then quickly that changed to no, I want to coach again. So maybe that relationship with with Marvin, they have a lot of respect for him. Um, maybe it won out, and the timing just wasn't right. But it, it seems to me like they needed a new voice in that organization. And you might hit on something there, Rick, because the the, the list of candidates this time around, I don't know, they, they don't seem to be as sexy as we've seen in years past. Although that doesn't necessarily mean anything. If you'd have told me that Sean McVay was going to turn into to the coach that he has turned into. And more basedness on one well, season. Yeah, you just don't know. You just don't know. You just don't know. But and that, and there's a guy like you know Pat Schumer might get another crack here in a minute. You know, or uh, maybe Jim Schwartz hits it in New York, and and you start to well, wonder Josh. Why. I mean, you got Josh McDaniels, Josh and Matt McDan- Patricia, and right. they have a quarterbacks. Co- I mean, you know, there's there's guys. You know, Carolina's defensive coordinator. I mean, there's good young coaches that people think will make good head coaches, and they are many of them will absolutely get jobs, and that's what we just don't know. Um, but if you have your if you have your eyes on stars, you know there was one John Gruden. Um, you could you could hypothesize there might be a better crop of of coaches next year. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean I could see where some people would would stick with their hand. But outside of Lewis, though, I'd say the next biggest surprise would have to be right here in Tampa Bay. Exactly. You hit all, You exactly hit on it. From a national perspective, even from a local perspective. From right um, here in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. The from where I sit who's in Lutz in <laughs> Tampa Bay. It's for, and me in St. Petersburg. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Dirk Hutter's returning. Now here, Rick, now here's the issue that I have. Okay. He's coming back. Fine mm-hmm. with that. We, you and I both talked about this uh, a lot. We understand where the Glazers are coming from on this. We understand. I don't think it's a mistake to bring him back. I'm fine with Dirk Cutter coming back. What I'm not fine with was hearing Dirk Cutter saying nothing's changing. Okay, so the defensive coordinator is coming back. He's still calling plays. As far as we know, no major changes to the coaching staff. So if nothing's changing, what's going to change? Well, what they're hoping will change is that they'll get some players. Um, there you and, go. you know, you you really are putting a lot of faith in Jason Light to have another good draft. I mean, if you look at last year's draft, you can say to yourself, hey, nice job. Okay, O.J. Howard fell to them. They didn't expect it. You know what? O.J. Howard's going to be a good pro. He had six touchdown receptions this year. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, overall, 
he's 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 going to be a, a solid you know no, he's eight, a ten player. year guy. Yeah, absolutely. and then and then and then you go to you know you you go to uh, Chris Godwin. Well, we saw what Chris Godwin did as a starter the last two games, over two hundred yards receiving, NFC Player of the Week. He's got a bright future. He can be that book and wide receiver to Mike Evans if and when they they decide to sign him to a long term deal. Uh, then you know Justin Evans, a lot mm. of range, really young good. kid, yeah. pretty good play, pretty good prospect. Doesn't know the game yet, but you know went out there fought, showed some flash. You're, you're pretty happy with him. And then you know Beckwith, pretty good draft. Now you're not always going to have four starters, you know. And this is still a very young football team. I mean, those guys I just mentioned played a lot of football last year, and and some of them are going to play more. Um, but if you you know if you see what New Orleans did, you know where they hit on four. Uh, solid rookies this year. Two of them are going to the Pro Bowl. Now, you know, you'd love for that to be your case, your fate. But, you know, if I could tell you, for example, that you could get what every team in the NFC South has, which is an elite edge rusher. I mean, pretty much every team, whether even if it's Julius Peppers, who's old as dirt, um, but he's still humming, right? Still get 10 sacks, whatever. Um, Beasley in Atlanta. Um, you know, New Orleans with Cam Jordan. Then if I could say you could add a shutdown corner like every team in this division seems to have, and that's what the Saints got in the draft. Um, the Bucs hope they had it in Hargraves. They don't. They got a 35-year-old in Brent Grimes who might go to the NBA D-League unless he can get a lot of money, in which case Miko would be happy to have him come back. But he's not that guy. So if you had that and a running back, because look what New Orleans did with Kamara. They have balance now with him and Mark Ingram. You're right back in it. So that's what gives you – that's the part, Tom, that gives you hope that – you know, something will be different. Uh, it's about the players, and they, they are. There's a lot of pressure on these guys next year. I mean, this is no BS, right? You got to not just have a winning season. You got to go to the playoffs or bust. And and so you would like to have a different voice, maybe to 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 help you know provide urgency to this team, which seems to be lacking a little bit. And one day we'll talk about the culture of playing in Tampa Bay. Um, but I, I do think that. Um, that they're banking a lot on Jason Light having another great draft. Well, and that's what they need. They need more players. I mean, we always, I think both of us agree that it's it's more about the talent than it is about the uh, the coaching at this point. If if you can add those pieces, pass rusher, uh, another maybe another corner, some secondary help, and of course a running back, then that changes your play calling a little bit. So uh, that all that would all help there. There also we should also mention real quick too, T.J. Ward uh, busted for uh, possession of pot. Which would be okay if he still played for Denver, but he plays in Tampa Bay now, so that doesn't fly played. here. Played. played, yeah, he's not coming back, right? That's it. We're, we've no, seen the last one year deal. Yeah, we've seen yeah. the last of them. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, and hit us up on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast at NFL Strat at Tom W Jones. Thanks again to our producer Steve Verstick. Our next podcast will be a Football Friday as we look ahead to the NFL playoffs this weekend. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.